I don't want to build a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> that's the intro to the show. Yeah, that's it. There's the new intro to the show. <laughs> this show's going to have four intros. <laughs> Hold on one second. Oh hey, my god, that's adorable. Daddy's really recording. You can't bang and you can't make noise now, okay? That's why the door is closed. Go play. Thank you. I'll play with you when I'm done. Okay. Bye. You're trying to make ripping the fattest piss like a new thing. I'm ripping. The- <laughs> Do it, man. This is an ASMR podcast. Welcome to the Loot Bros, where we give you exactly what you want, just the way you want it. I feel a Here we go. We're recording. We live, ripping fat pisses and building snowmans in three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Dang, that, was, that should have been a, that was a better intro for the show than the normal one. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host with the most motherfucking platinums. This resident Daryl. This week we are joined by Johnson Jam and Joe. Hey, hey, hey! What's up, guys? Building, um, I just got to build snowmans. <laughs> I just got a brand new Switch OLED, so I'm pretty happy. Oh yeah, bragger, humble brag, humble brag. And then we got the bearded nerd. What's up, brother? What's going on? Ho ho ho, ho ho ho. Ain't no hoes in this show. I mean, this is a ho free show. Uh, Tricky's not here, so yeah. I know he ruined it. He ruined all my plans, all my freaking plans. I was really looking forward to talking trash with him tonight. Honestly, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk trash as if he's here. Even though he's not, so we'll just you know insert trash talk and then you know we'll just we'll just try to pretend. Maybe I'll oh, I'll, 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 I'll wake such a bad game. Oh, they got tractors. Oh, they got tractors. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta use a flashlight. I don't even like flashlights. What's in all these batteries? <laughs> only batteries I like are in my vibrator. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, God. Controller guys, controller, come Chinkies. on. <laughs> controllers you know dual shock and all that stuff all right this is loot bros podcast we are here to crack some jokes crack some wise and uh talk about video games this week we are going to be talking about game of the year now we've got the loot bros community game of the year we've got our personal game of the year we're going to talk a little recap on the um jeff Keeley's uh drag queen game of the year oh boy I don't know if you guys missed uh, RuPaul giving out them awards and all that stuff, but uh, hey, he's yeah. got to make it interesting, right? <laughs> it was definitely something. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we're gonna be doing that. But first, first, we gotta crack a toast. Now, this week's toast is gonna go out to the Game of the Year awards. That was very. It was, I don't know about you guys, but it was very enjoyable. I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah, but 2021's coming to a close. We got some special stuff planned for the rest of the year, so we're kind of starting to phase it out. We got our Patreon producers uh, for this month. We got MZ Nitro and My Name is FM Mayo, and I want to give a special shout out to our new patrons. We added some more patrons recently, so damn, 
Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool. So people actually um, want to pay money to listen to this shit. Wow. Somebody likes this garbage can right here, baby. <laughs> so let's toast it up. Oh my god. I've waited literally all day for this. <laughs> you got di- my- what do you got? Diet Coke with Splenda? No, I wish, dude. You can't I find the Splenda. Haven't been able to get that since COVID. That's crazy. So they stopped Coke. making it. Did they just like secretly stop making it? You don't yeah, know. yeah. They're sitting around the table. They're like, "All right, here's what we got to do, guys. We got to change up our policies. All right, we got to teach people how to be less white, and we got to stop oh, making Diet Coke with Splenda." Oh my god! Both of those things happen. That, that, that we're starting. That, that's where we're starting this. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey you agreed to come on here. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Oh my gosh. No, I got a white monster sugar free. That's how I do. Also, I want to give a special slurp uh, to our newest iTunes review. So I want to give a, an apology as well because somewhere down the line, I missed this one. This one's from October, but I swear it. I, I mean, I look at this stuff every single week when I'm preparing the show. And I have done all the iTunes reviews up to this point, but this one didn't go live until this past week. Uh, so on our on our black feed, so we got our our red feed and our black feed. Uh, Mona GNC gave us five stars and says that we are engaging and interesting. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. They all got to stop stroking your ego, Daryl. <laughs> it's getting real big at this point. I was just gonna let that one marinate for a little bit, leave a nice little pregnant pause. Well, that's right, engaging and interesting. Now, is that because the guests we have on here? Because it ain't Daryl. What the? I don't, I don't even know how you did that. Joe's like, zing. Speaking of guests, we got some very special guests coming up to close the year out. So, Joe, thanks to Joe, um, he got me in touch with uh, Patrick uh, Hickey Jr. We're going to be coming on. He's going to be coming on here and talking about his uh, Kickstarter uh, that he just launched for his new comic book business. We're going to be talking about some of the books he's written, some of the voiceover he's done in video games. So I'm very, very excited about that one. Uh, and then I have a very, very special guest. I'm not going to name any names or drop any hints, uh, but I think everyone's going to we're going to really enjoy it to kind of finish off the year. That's going to be. Very, very exciting. Some cool stuff coming up. Uh, also, obviously, we got the Bearded Nerd here with us. I'm very glad to have you back on. So this is the first official time you've been back on the Loot Road since 2019? Uh, actually, so I went back. It was February of 2020 when we did our uh, – it was it was our top game in each decade. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's a lot, that's oh, a man, lot that longer. A long yeah, I, I didn't realize it had been so long. So. Almost two years. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, and guess what? We're going to have to make sure we do it uh, more often and more more sooner than that. So one more thing before we get into what we've been playing. Uh, Zach, you and I have been, we've launched another podcast like we needed more. Uh, and uh, it's going to be us once a month going through the DC animated universe. Uh, so we've already done our first episode. Uh, we call that, we, when we do it live on Twitch, that's what we do, we uh, uh the bearded nerd at Twitch or is it twitch.tv slash the bearded nerd? The yes, the E's are threes. The the second E in each and bearded and the second E in nerd is threes. Yep. There you go. So we uh we do the show there one Sunday night a month. Uh, and we'll be obviously promoting and posting that stuff when we have our date set. Um, but we do it live on there. We call it two beards, one bat. 
And then I, we ripped the audio version and the video version, put it on YouTube. It's obviously there to see on Twitch. And then I throw that into the uh, Loot Bros comic cast um, podcast feed. Of course, patrons always get access to all that stuff too. So we try to throw it out there, spread the love. So if you want to see it live, you want to hang out with us live and look at these two beautiful, magnificent beards, talk about Batman. Uh, that is the thing you can do. And I would imagine we're going to be coming up here pretty soon, knocking out our next one. The first one was Mask of the Phantasm. And the next one is uh, Sub-Zero is what it's called, right? Yep. So got some, uh, got some uh, Mr. Freeze coming up. Those are both excellent films. Hey. There they are. There they are. They were good. As, um, as you make the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice for Mr. Freeze, you're fired. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. You're fired. Everybody <laughs> chill. What if uh, what if they went back and had Arnold dub over all of Mr. Freeze's lines in that movie? Freeze, the chilling sound of your doom. <laughs> <laughs> A freeze is coming. I'm going to see you soon, Batman. <laughs> there you go. All right, so now we're going to talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, um, Zach, why don't you uh, start us off since you're the guest? Uh, so I completely beat the Halo campaign last night. Sweet. No spoilers. Um, How was it? That was amazing. It was like a a sensual massage from the person you love the most. I got one of those today. Oh. Oh. Um, But yeah, so finished that last night. I have made the decision that after, well, in between uh, playing games for our our upcoming competition that I will, uh, I'm going to 100% that game. I've got like 59 of the achievements. That's a lot of achievements. And it has 116 of them. Which is ridiculous. Um, So, yeah. So, I don't want to ever hear you guys complain about too many trophies in a game ever again. No, there's no such thing. I've come to love all the trophies. That's not true. There's There are only 60 trophies, including the Platinum. Cause I want, cause I want to make the last of us, the first one, my first, my very first platinum there. There's only 60 total trophies in that game. That's a hard to, platinum. to one, to 100% it. Yeah. I got to get 116 of them jokers for halo. And that <laughs> includes multiplayer matches. Well, I will say this. If you're, it, I'm not trying to discourage you from the um, last of us platinum, but like 40 hours of it is their multiplayer. I know. So whenever you're ready, you let me know and I will 100% help you boost that. Oh, I appreciate you. So. Oh, you're talking about Last of Us 1? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, those trophies just suck booty hole. They get the reward for the worst trophy list of all time. Like, there's no trophy <laughs> list that tops that. Well, the online is really, really fun when you get into it with a group of people. Um, but, like, yeah, playing that game on uh, Grounded and Survivor, all that good stuff. The cool thing is, if you were able to stream that, that would actually be a pretty good, you know... Oh, I don't, I know, be streaming I don't know. it after I'll be streaming it after our competition. Sweet. We have, we have too, we have too much go, going on over the next month. Yep. I was like, Oh cool. I beat the game. Oh, 5% of the trophy list. Done. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I got three trophies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. It's like uh, the trophy guide says, go through the game, uh, play it on any difficulty. We recommend just playing it on easy first. And then you can go back and go through on survivor. I think is what it is. And then, yeah, they recommend getting all the collectibles on easy as well. Yeah. They also recommend beating the game and trying to upgrade, upgrade him fully on the first run through. And I missed like one thing and I was like, Oh, the the thing I would recommend, and this is just me. I would recommend just playing the game the first time and just enjoy it. Like you're going to have to play through it more than once anyways. 
So I would just, I would just say personally, just play it and enjoy it. Um, it's, it's such a good story. Like it's, it's just, it's one of those things to where I wouldn't recommend anyone getting distracted with the collectibles. Okay. Um, just because the, the atmosphere, the story, everything is so freaking good. And like I said, I will gladly do them online with you. I'm sure with the group that we have, we could totally get a group of people together and boost that um, and make that happen. You know, so that'll be, that'll be, that'll be fun. Well, that will be. What else you been playing? Um, before that apex, um, I tried and it actually, it, it it's making our, it's making our listener. I tried playing outriders. I just couldn't do it. It was not good. Hmm? I didn't enjoy it at all. I started it. I, I don't know that. Um, I don't know. I'll play it long enough to really have an opinion. It has some gears of war vibes going on when it comes to get cover based shooter gameplay stuff. Yeah. But it also has like that, you know, people can fly, um, whimsical kind of like almost slapstick humor kind of going on. Yeah. It was painful. Yeah. So it's, I can, I keep, it, it, I just, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, apex legends as always, that's kind of like my main, my mainstay game. The new collection event just came out in the Winter Express, uh, so we get to hop back on a Christmas theme train and try to get the last person standing. There you go. Sweet. Anything else? Nope, that's it for me. All right, Joe, what you got? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. It's a good game. It is really a good game. You know what I noticed, though? I don't know if you noticed it, too. It like actually plays better in handheld mode for some reason. I oh, Okay, I personally only played it in handheld mode um it looks my, good in handheld mode but i put it on my tv like i could see like i was like wow this this is not as polished as it looks when you play it on handheld. my kids would play it like on the tv so like we traveled and um would play it in the hotel and stuff like that uh, but me personally i played it in handheld mode or when i i would set the switch up and have it like just kind of propped up on a, on the on the desk and then me and my son or me and my daughter would play through some of the missions together. So it's good. It's, it's, a, it's not, I don't think it's as good as the, I don't think it's as good as the first two, but it's good. Personally. Um, I think the repel ability and the grinding you can do in it are way better than the first two. I agree. I just think if, if you're not willing to do that, then if you're not that kind of gamer, then it's not going to appeal to you, but it definitely has that like Diablo replayability vibe to it. And then like all the DLC characters they added are absolutely insane. Yeah, now I still like I told you last time we talked about the game. I haven't played much of the DLC. I bought it to be the Punisher and Blade and stuff, and then saw that you couldn't be them in the main game. So then I just I just didn't mess with it. Is that DLC good? Uh, yeah, actually, it really is. Uh, some of the like the chat, like the post the post gameplay, the ad is really good. And then like it's fun to just play with the Rift characters, but. It's unlike the other two Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which like auto level your characters as you play through. This one doesn't do that. So like if you don't use people, they don't level up. Right. So it so it adds a lot. Like for me, for like someone that plays like Hyrule Warriors for like three hundred hours, like this is like another time sink for me. Oh god. <laughs> don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. I see. I like the auto leveling of the previous games. Do it, Joe. Do it. What stinks is whenever I would get like my characters got pretty powerful. And then I'd unlock somebody cool because in that game, you're like unlocking someone every 30 seconds. And then it's like, I don't want to use you because you're not powerful yet. You're like, you suck booty hole. 
Back of the line. Big old booties. You're a towel. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> don't forget your towel. I'm so high, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I found it. You found the code? No. The beat the funky town. Yes, that uh, just happened. <laughs> you're all welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. What, what else you got, Joe? <laughs> um, I'm finishing right now. I'm finishing Life is Strange Before the Storm with no volume. So it's kind of strange. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Very strange. I was strange. trying to like play it and record a podcast, which is probably a dumbass idea. It's the only kind we have. Uh, I finished Jumanji this week. How is that? I really liked it. I talked a lot about it last week on the show. So like, if you want to hear more about it, I'll, I really like touched on most of it last week, but I could say like some of the trophies in that game are, they're all pretty, they're all pretty easy. I think I got like 75% of them done in one, in one go, but to beat the game, it's just beating four levels. Like that's all the game is really. And then it's all just grind from there. Like the platinum, you have to get to like rank 30. F that Daryl. I'm done. I just deleted it from my console yesterday. I was like, I'm not doing this. What? Dude, I'm in rank seven, and I beat all the levels and almost got all the trophies. Dang. I'm like, do you know how much grinding I'd have to do just to play this game just for trophies? I'm like, no, it is not worth it. I bought it for my, <clears throat> I bought it for my kids for Christmas, and uh, I, I'll I'm enjoy actually, it. It's a good four person squad up game. I uh, I, I like the you idea. Play local of too. So that's the thing. I bought two different games that are local four player co op. What so, was the other one you bought? Um, you ever heard of the Last Kids on Earth? Yeah. Yeah, so I I bought that for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they my son has read all the books. They um watched the Netflix series back when it came out. So they are huge fans. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I uh I told my wife today when I bought the Switch cuz she was like, "Oh, you're going to buy it?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah." And then she's like, "Oh, did you take the $15 credit or did you take the interest-free financing?" I was like, "What do you think I did?" She's like, "You took the $15." I was like, "No, no, no. I took the <laughs> I took the interest-free financing." I was like, because now it's like paying $30 a month for a year to have a brand new Switch. So, hmm, there you so go. I did it. Um, Same as cash, baby. No, I mean, it was a good, it was a good deal. I mean, I, I finished cooking Mama Cookstar this week. That's done. I made all 50 recipes in the game. Um, I, am, I am, no one's better than Mama. <laughs> uh, I played a lot of Nicktoons All-Star Brawl, trying to get some gold trophies in that. They're, they're okay. One of them you have to beat. You had to beat three level nine characters with one life. So it's like Smash Brothers. It's like fighting Dang. three level nine fighters with one life. So I found this level where like you can literally like and this is like I guess this is the just the tip for this week. Like if you if you put it on this like one level, it's like a space level. Like the the level auto scrolls from left to right. So as long as you just keep jumping around, the computer's dumb enough, even at level nine, they just fall off the level and die. Sweet. So so I got the gold trophy. So it was an easy gold trophy. What else have I played this week? I played a little speaking bit of, of gold blood. trophies, before you go any farther, mm-hmm. I was looking at my trophy list, and I have played so many trash platinums that now my gold trophies are higher than my silver. You know what's really sad about that? That they actually give gold trophies for that garbage. <laughs> like there should be a rule. They should all be friggin' bronze. If your game is that cheap, it should all be bronze. Well, it's a point system, and the people are choosing how to spend their points. I know, I know how it works. I remember Greg Miller. Greg Miller explained it on um, PS. I love you. He was like, 
way back in the day with Colin, he was like, oh yeah, they're worth this many points and you can only give out this many silvers and this many gold. Yep. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that. It definitely is. I don't appreciate this trash. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Back for Blood? <laughs> yeah, Back for Blood's fun. It's, it's actually a really fun multiplayer game. I wish we had a bunch of people to play with and we could just go through it. We gotta do it. We gotta put uh, it hi, it's crossplay. You can play with me and Daryl. We both, uh, we both well, have Daryl. No, yeah. All right, let's go. Let's get this done. Do it. Get this off my. Let's get this off the 2022 list. That, 2022 opens up. Well, you have to wait. <laughs> what, like a week? Uh, like what, four weeks? Three weeks? You're, you're gonna have to wait until what after January 10th, I think, is when our. our yeah, we gotta. Uh, yeah. We just entered another trophy competition. Oh, is that the one you guys asked me to join with you? Yeah, that you didn't respond on. No, I. I you know what? I have so much going on right now. The only the only other thing I'm doing besides playing games right now is I'm in a fantasy wrestling league. I'm in two. How but, does that work? Oh, I can explain both of them. So the first one is um, the first one. I'm, I'm in two fantasy ones, and then I'm in a writing a fantasy writing league for wrestling, where you actually like you draft wrestlers and then you book out the shows yourself. And all the people Snap. in the Facebook group are your are your um, like your Nielsen ratings boards. So like you write out your stories and then people read them and then they they give you ratings on your on each segment. Oh, that's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah, I lost last week. Bad. Dang. But uh, <laughs> so the other one, the other one, um, <laughs> the other one's basically just like fantasy wrestling, uh, fantasy like football, but wrestling. So you draft six guys. And you score points for winning matches and draws and countouts and having titles and stuff like that. And it goes for six months. Oh, okay. I say it's kind of brutal because uh, it feels I feel like uh, CM Punk at this point would be a real good choice. Yeah, yeah because he gets on TV. Um, I actually had the number one draft pick in AEW. And I think I took. I think I took Hangman because I knew he was going to win the title. Yeah, I picked, so yeah, I, I picked I had to take a someone, big, big, big platinum. And I took Ray Phoenix after that, and then I took um, I took uh, Dante Martin for AEW because I was like, all right, he's gonna get. Uh, that was a good pick. He's on every week. Uh, I took I took my boy Anthony Bowens because he's from New Jersey. New Jersey. And, and then I also took I take Pentagon too. I think I might have take Pentagon and Ray. Yeah, well, you should since they're a tag team, uh, and they're amazing. Yeah, but tag teams count as separate picks. So, like, you if you, okay, yes, yeah, like, yeah. And then my WWE draft was just a mess because I draft like fifth, and when you draft fifth, there's like nobody left. Well, by the way, they, they let everybody go. So, yeah, I say, I say, their draft is rough right now. Honestly, if you're drafting for them, I mean, I think I took Big E for Big E in the first round, and then I took Randy Orton because he's just a good points getter. He always wrestles. He always wrestles like every show. He's always at every pay per view, which is crazy because you would think he'd be phasing out. No, they keep get, they keep He's getting man, rid bro. of all the talent, so like they got to keep him in. I just think it, it's 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 hilarious how people call him boring. Yet he still makes all the money he does in merch every year. Oh yeah. Like, well, the, only oh, yeah that, the only people that call him boring are the people who like the wrestling snobs. But that's like, okay. Oh, Their favorite wrestler is like Finn Balor. Favorite. That dude's boring as shit. Dude, Finn Balor. I have never liked that guy. Dude, he's so effing boring. Him and uh, I, I don't think Omega's boring. I just think Omega is not very good on the mic, like at all. He has he has his moments and he has his good promos here and there, but I think for the most part he struggles. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think this is the best run he's ever had in the mic. Was his his run as AEW champion? 
The problem with Omega to me is he's so like, he's that old school, like cowardice bad guy. That's and okay. I, I, I mean, I it worked well that. with Don Callis with him. And so yeah, I'm, just, I'm not a huge fan of that. So. <laughs> no, you, you, you don't like, you don't like the chicken shit heel character. No, no, I like the, I mean, I'm down for the heel to lose. I mean, I, I like to play that character in real life, but it just, I, I like when the, I like for the heel to be the bad guy to be like a tough, like, I, I'm down for you, like to, you know, scoot out the ring every now and again, or do, I like the cheap heels, you know, the ones that are like getting heat because they're cheating and getting heat because they're insulting, you know what I'm saying? The crowds and. I don't like when they're just like the scaredy run away, beg for my life heels. Like that's just not my favorite. I feel like the like the only guy I really like is like the slimy heel, like the like the cheat to win or like the get out of jail free kind of heel. I liked um I like Rollins. Seth Rollins says that? Yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins had a good one because he's real cocky. He wasn't really a uh, he wasn't really a coward. He was more like a strategic heel, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, I like even now, he makes me want to hate him. That's all he does oh, now. 110%. See, I, li- I mean, I like Ric Flair was like that too. You know, Ric Flair was a cheat to win. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of beg for the moment and then get the eye rake in. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and that's cool. Like running, like, and, and then, or I don't know, I, I always relying on your, your, your goons to do your bidding, you know, like not, not my favorite. You didn't like you didn't like Rollins with J and J security. That shit was classic. <laughs> okay, that is a little different when you have like the goof trip that, that you're that you're constantly sending out there on your on your behalf. That's that's fine. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Loop Bros Wrestlecast. There you go. We're right, back, baby. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Uh, my uh, my other half. My uh, my brother from another mother and my brother from up north. He's uh, he's actually working this week. I know, shocker, right? Uh, so the? he's he has a job now, or for this week, he's like doing like a test pilot thing for his job. So he actually isn't home. So like, I haven't been on PlayStation much. Kind of just wow. on my Switch. So. You could be on with us. You could be on with your I other could other. Could be that we could we could do that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Uh, well, um, but Sarah, what have you been playing? All right, here we go, baby. It's a big old list. I'm gonna crap of garbage. Get ready. Uh, oh, there's garbage on there. Like I said before, I am the host with the most platinums, uh, trouncing old Tricky Mick. Uh, I have 300 and, well, I'm not even going to say it here. I got lots of platinums. <laughs> um, I got one, I, it's hard to pronounce. It's Gnog. G-Y-N-O-U-G. It's a 2D, like, side-scroll shmup. Um, very, like, very Contra-esque. I think I've talked about it once before on the show, but I did some stacks on that one because I, I didn't realize this. But I, I I played the game legit, right? But you can go into the menu and turn cheats on. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went and grabbed the other stacks of it and just let the game play itself with the cheats on while I did dishes and cooked. So kid you not, propped up my controller, holding the X button, not even using my turbo controller, using regular controller. I turned the cheats on, let it rip. When it got the platinum, backed out, set the next one up, let it rip. Got the platinum. (laughs) <laughs> so just the tip DLC. Um, I played a game called space kabam. 
K-A-B-A-A-M. This is your Galaga style um, little space shooter. Uh, it's a little tricky because you have to beat five bosses and get a score of 200,000 without dying. It's kind of all in one run. Um, decent little shooter. East Asia Soft pumps out these little shooters, and I quite enjoy them. Um, outside of that, I got a couple more spams I'm going to run through real quick because they're just hilarious. There's one called Finger Fitness. Joe, have you seen Finger Fitness on the store yet? No. It is literally a game that like... It's like a dollar, dollar fifty, something like that. It's a game where you actually you have to like hit your triggers and fight against the resistance in the triggers to be to get to get score. Think my name is Mayo, but you're constantly spamming the triggers with resistance against them. It's a PS5 exclusive. All right. <laughs> the best thing on the PS5. And so like you unlock these different little animals, these different little characters. And they give you multipliers. And then you unlock stages. The stages change your stamina and your resistance against your fingers. And you have like a cooldown phase and all this stuff. It's a very, very interesting little game. Um, <laughs> I have extremely strong fingers now because I just work them fools out like crazy. So finger fitness, definitely get it. Uh, put in a little bit of time with Virtua Fighter Five, the ultimate showdown. Yeah. I've been, uh, been kind of do what? If, uh, you know how much a grind that game is? It's it's a hellacious grind. I mean, I can help you boost it all if you want to do it. Oh, I definitely need uh, to put together some people to do the team, like the tournament, where you yeah, have to get in a room and do 50 yep. matches or something like that. Yeah, we'll do it. But, um, but yeah, I've been, been kind of knocking out some trophies between Power Rangers and Virtual Fighter Five. That's been like my you know big points for our GTTSC trophy competition we're in we should start setting up a side group for for uh for grinding trophies yeah i mean we we can set up something in the discord or set we something should, in the because yeah. like i need all the mortal Kombat stuff done i'll totally do that stuff with you yeah you know, you're doing the jumaji stuff with me as soon as you that's fine, that up. That's fine. right, right after christmas well yeah, yeah okay. did you we get the to... did you buy the physical version i did Oh, you get the free PS5 upgrade. There you go. We got two trophies lists. Um, so going for some actual legit games that are that are fun. Uh, First Class Trouble. This is one of the PSN games we got the I other day. Play that. The game is really fun, dude. You play Operation uh, Tango yet? Not yet. Not yet. Amazing. Not yet. Played it with Corey. Actually, that's the only other thing I played this week. I'll talk about it after you get done, though. Okay. Um, so First Class Trouble, it is a third-person um, deduction game where you have to figure out who's the uh, who's the enemy. They call, they're, they're personoids and residents. Residents being humans, personoids being an android that's mimicking a human. And as you're doing various tasks to get from the, through the stages to ultimately shut down the AI computer system, you can like sabotage each other, choke each other out, push each other over. But the funniest thing is you can pick up champagne bottles and throw them at the characters. Not only does it make an obnoxious glass breaking sound, but it throws you into full on ragdoll. And it is stupid funny. So like randomly I got hit in the side of the head with a champagne glass and my guy doubles over just fla- uh, flailing everywhere. Oh my gosh. It was freaking hilarious. So me and my son, Noah, we are just, we played, I don't know, eight, 12 matches of, of, um, whatchamacallit, uh, first class trouble, having a really good time. So we were, we were both the, uh, we, you know, like Among Us calls them imposters. It's very much like Among Us, but like actually with pretty good graphics, um, and in 3D as well. But, uh, <laughs> so 
we were the imposters together. So we were like, we won the, the game working together and choking out people and electrocuting them and sabotaging the air system in the place. So it was a lot of fun. First class trouble is a 10 hour grind. If you get a group of people together to, or excuse me, 10 hour platinum, if you get a group together to boost. Um, so I think that we should definitely maybe in 2022 focus some more on like <laughs> we were just talking about maybe boost groups, um, you know, community game night stuff. And then uh, you know, we can get together and knock out some of these trivies and have some fun because some of these games are just really fun. Um, we played Hunter Arena. What's that game we just got for PSN for PS Plus? Hunter's Gathering Arena or something like that. That was like a month or two, month or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We played a, a match of that and that game is not bad. It's a melee battle royale. And it's got like... um it's got like a bunch of like, it's very, it very much looks like Monster Hunter in the graphic style and the gameplay. And it's got a interesting combat system. It's a little more complicated than it probably needs to be. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it was, um, it's a decent little game. You know, um, we played a match of it. It wasn't really hitting. It took way too long to get enough people in it to, to actually play. So that's one of those games that I would probably need to sit set up with a group and we commit to it and say, all right, you know, we're going to set some time each week together, get together and, and fill this room up. Um, and then I guess the last couple of things I'll mention are just the good games that I've been playing. So Mafia Definitive Edition. Holy crap. It is. Finished it. it is so good, dude. OK, so that's going to be our, one of our next one of our next deep dives. Um. Uh, our Patreon producer, MZ Nitro, you know, pledged to make me play this game, which I've played the original. So I was like, good, finally, someone actually wants me to play a good game instead of the trash games that I keep getting sent. And so I, I jump in and I'm like, man, this it hooked me instantly. It looks amazing. The voice acting is awesome. I love Mafia stories. I love this story in particular. And dude, I I mean, I played it for four or five hours last night. Maybe, yeah, probably four or five hours last night. I mean, I just, I, I love it. I can't put it down. It's so good. Question. Hi, what's up? Did you play um, GTA 3 yet on PlayStation Now? I downloaded it. I haven't tried it yet. I played it. I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, good. Uh, so uh, I played Mafia, and then uh, my son and I we just we went we got up this morning. Like I told you guys before the show, I was fighting a real nasty migraine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't really want to focus on anything. I just want let's just download a bunch of multiplayer games and just play. And so before the show, we were playing Wreckfest, and Wreckfest is on PS Now. I think we got it for PS Plus a while back. I'm not sure. We did. Oh my gosh, dude. It's a destruction derby game, but it plays like a dream. Like it is so freaking good. And we've been screaming and laughing and just having a blast. Like <laughs> we we were wrecking each other. I pulled out a school bus and was going around the destruction derby, you know, arena and and just crashing into my son. Like we were having so much fun. It is the best destruction derby game I've ever played. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may or may not have heard you screaming before the show. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> but like we are doing some out, just outrageous stuff. And there's even there's even a couch on wheels with yep. like crazy exhaust pipes. That little sucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was in an actual full on destruction derby online with my son and I decided to be the sofa car. And he hit me and knocked me out of the sofa and then ran me over and killed me like <laughs> 
it was hilarious. And of course, the ragdoll really hams it up. So that's good. And then the last thing, and I just kind of want to drive this point home. I've been playing, uh, I've been playing Bioshock Infinite, and it is stellar. It is fantastic. So good. Um, I, it's, I, on my, I, it's on my list of things to play next. It's it's really good. It's really good. Uh, and uh, one more thing. I'm thrilled done this time. Halo Infinite's campaign. I put it in the other night. I did some studying, and I've been you know kind of having some issues getting signed up for my national exam. So I, I got mad. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go play some Halo. And it is really good so far. I'm only probably an hour and a half, two hours in. I'm on the second, I guess, mission. Um, have you reached the open world yet? I'm right there at it. Like, I think we just got to, we blew up that ship that you kind of, that level that you start in or whatever. And then we went to the next area. I'm at the end of it. Okay. So I think the open world is next. So, but I keep hearing that's where it really picks up. Oh, once you get there, you're gonna, I, I, I can't explain to you quite how beautiful that game looks. Well, the thing that's getting me is I'm playing it on an Xbox One S, and it plays great. Like it's it's great. Like it doesn't have. Like I saw videos of like really bad graphics pop ins and stuff like that. I'm not experiencing any of that. Like I download the game, it's great. So uh, I've got it set up in my basement. So <laughs> I've got my big super comfortable recliner down there, and uh, I've got my my Xbox One, and there's no like. I mean, there's a PS3 down there, but there's like my PS5 is not down there. My PS4 is not down there. Like none of my distractions are down there. So what I've been doing is I'll go work out, do some reading while I'm on my treadmill and stuff, like studying and all that crap. And then I was like, you know what? I'll play some play some Halo. So that's my plan. I'm gonna try to play some more Halo tomorrow. So we will see. But yeah, Joe, you had some uh, what we're playing DLC. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I did play Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition because we got okay. it for, from PS Now. I, it's, whatever they did, they fixed a lot of the problems. Sweet. I only got a few missions in. I think the only thing that I don't like is that it kind of loses that original jank that makes GTA GTA. Like, people complain that, like, when you, like, go around a quarter, like, like, it, like, skips. But it, that's what it did in the original. So, like. Now that it doesn't do it anymore, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Where's my jank that. at? Where's my jank at? I miss I also my, missed, I miss like, my loading bugs. screens. So, do, I mean, do you put does do the codes work for it? Yeah, all the codes are still all the codes are still there. They all work. Do they uh, disable trophies? No, 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 no. no. Only game that really did disable the trophies were I think was like San Andreas. Yeah. Well, it was and like that it, on the. And it messes up your boss ranking, your uh, your your ranking. Sweet, but I couldn't remember where things were because everything looked so much nicer. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, here's here's St. Mark's Bistro. All right, here's where I have to go for this. And it was like, it was like, it was like driving around my town in that game. In the third game, it's like it's like literally, I know the map by heart. I know where all the hidden hidden uh, hidden uh, the hidden packages of drugs are i know where they all are what yeah most of them yeah i could probably find about 60 percent of them like without even looking at a guide that's like that game so I much never do that. I, I mean i got i got that's all like 100 packages. Evil, bro. yeah i got all 100 packages on ps2 but i could not do that now i would probably know where maybe 10 are you know what the first thing i did with when i bought um 
San Andreas was. I did all the I did all the tags, all of them. In the See, entire that, game. You know what's crazy is I never really played that game. Like I played it a little bit, but like that I think that game was popular right when I got that came out like when I what when did GTA San Andreas come out? 2003, 2004? I know that I wasn't old enough to buy it myself at that time. He just a boy. And then here's another just the tip DLC. It's a trophy. It's a trophy one. Um the easiest gold trophy, Daryl. If you need one if you need one for the next competition level or whatever you're doing. Uh you have to have below, I believe, 10% health and survive for a minute. So all you have to do is go on the street, start punching people in the face, and then they'll punch you back. And then you just sit there and get punched until you have like eight percent health, and then you just steal a car and like go park it somewhere and wait one minute, and then the tro- then the gold trophy unlocked. Dang, son. Speaking they- of trophies, I just popped one trophy. They changed all the trophies in that game. All of them. They're not the same trophy list anymore, which I thought was really cool. I think I had like 30% of the trophies and I only played it for like 30 minutes. So I went and knocked sad. out like all the easy ones. That's pretty dope. It's fun. It's fun. And then, like I said, the last thing I played, we'll talk about real quick, is I played uh, Operation Tango, which is a really cool co-op game where one person plays as like a hacker and then the other one plays as like the agent. And it's really cool. So you both work together and like you have to tell each other, you have to communicate using um, using chat. And it's okay. all about communication. Communication is key. It's like, what do you see on your screen? Well, okay, I'm at a door. I need to unlock it. What are the symbols that you see in front of you? It's crazy because there's some stuff, there's some puzzle solving like that in, um, in uh, the first class. Oh, yeah. Corey was telling me like, it's like, oh, I see a door. Okay, what color is the door? What color do you see here? What's the word of the door? Yeah, it's like symbols. Like, what what does your symbol look like? Because you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you have two people to get in there, and that's where like all the um, little perks and the things you need to to do stuff are are locked at. So you have to do that with somebody, and it forces you. So it would be really hard to play that game with randoms, and you're not in chat. So he was telling me that because I guess he played a bunch of it. Like the day it came out, he played a whole bunch of it just to like check out the game. Cause like, uh, we always do like this thing together where like we do like new, new, t- new, uh, new game Tuesday. So it's like the yeah. first Tuesday every month. We just sit down and play everything on that comes to PlayStation plus and go to PlayStation. Now. Like Sweet. we used to do it where we used to take off of work to do it. <laughs> There's no greater cause. So I think I might, when he comes back, I might do like a collaboration with, uh, with dual screens and we might do uh new game Tuesdays. Say, or, you can, back up. or you can do that and stick it on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely do that. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. I, I guess we can get to the topic of the show, which was the lackluster game awards. I mean, oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! You putting the cart before the horse, buddy? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. We have community questions. We yeah, have we got a few backlog things. detail. But, we, but, have, yeah, we have so. like nine thousand other things that we talk about <laughs> on this show. Loop Bros yeah. leaderboards. He's like, I'm just gonna skip it all. Yeah, <laughs> time, time to talk trash. There you go. Oh wait, I have one more thing to say. Um, because I listened to um, Cinemassacre podcast. Okay, and they announced that they're making a NES release of the Angry Video Game Nerd game, but it's a completely new game for NES. What? Yeah, and it's and it's coming to the modern platform. Sweet. Yeah, and and they're they're creating Angry Video Game Nerd the video game three. 
they're in like early development. Good lord. And that's gonna be that's gonna be made for modern consoles. So he said the technology on that's gonna be sick. He says it's probably gonna look like a Super Nintendo like sixty or N sixty four game. They have the technology. They do. All right. Speaking of technology, let's head on over to the custom leaderboards, truetrophies.com. Set yourself up. I don't know what just happened, but my game just reset. I think I just died. Um, all right. True Trophies custom leaderboard, Loot Rose Podcast. You know the drill. Resident Daryl in first place with 177 trophies. It was a nice little week for me. Tricky Mick, second place with 63 trophies. He's playing some. Uh, we both actually, both of our last trophies were in Saints Row 4 reelected. Uh, actually, <laughs> I just popped a trophy for um, a very ginky holiday. And then uh, Tricky got the, uh, the Ghost in the Machine. So he's playing through the campaign. And then third place, Mr. TMNT84, the American Graffiti in Life is Strange Before the Storm. This thing literally updated while we were talking. It doesn't usually yeah. update that fast, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, that that is my last. That's the trophy I got last night. That was um, that's for tagging. Oh, sweet. Well, you got sixty-one trophies. So you're uh, very close uh, to second place. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit of a drop. We got Gaz Davis eleven with forty trophies, and then MZ Nitro with thirty-nine. Uh, so both of those are my GTTSC compadres, and they are going. Uh, the Bearded Nerds are going to be joining us, and I yield to no one from the Trophy Horse on a PSN Profiles little trophy event coming up. Starting. Wow, Monday. you got yielded there. Nice. Yeah, we did. So uh, it's pretty exciting. We don't. Me, me and Yield have never done anything together outside of talk crap on a podcast once or twice. So, but over to the True Achievements leaderboard. I just first. got a trophy. All right, we got Redbeard Rick in first place with two thousand eight hundred ninety-five achievement points. Second place, I'm styling on you, bro, with 1,080. We got the Alpha Seagull with 579 achievement points. And then we got the Bearded Nerd in fourth place with 500 even. There you go. Uh, and that, then, didn't, that didn't update. Uh, that one did not? Nope. <laughs> so how many points did you end up getting for Halo alone? Uh, Halo, I think it was 550. Okay, okay. And then uh, in fifth place, we'll do GDI Master Ace. He's got 460. Um, matter of fact, three of the five of those guys, all their last achievements were in Halo Infinite. And then uh, I'm styling on your bro is playing Goat Simulator. So there you go. So, I, honest, I honestly don't know like what it, what Redbeard Rick does all week, but that man play video games. Smash. Like I don't know like what he's doing with his life because that's a it's a lot. What? He works and plays lots and lots of video games, but he's had COVID. So he's been at home the past two weeks, just okay. smashing games. Like he's already an efficient player. Like Redbeard Rick doesn't just play a lot from the people that like in the community that have interacted with him and done trophy competitions with him. Like he's extremely efficient as well. There's some people who like when they play games, they just like, they just make progress. And that's Rick. And, you know, anytime he like he puts a list of games out, that he's beating them faster than I can download them. So he's a friggin' monster. So all right, that is the Loot Bros leaderboards. Kalai said she was going to update the backlog beatdown, but 
I still haven't put all my stuff on there. So I haven't put my stuff on there either. I next week, next week, backlog beatdown. We'll do a we'll do a little extra, spend a little extra time on the backlog beatdown. So I'll be past, I'll be past uh, Turkey by next week for second place. There you go, boom, get it, boom. All right, so now we're gonna slide on into community questions. We're gonna kind of we're gonna try to knock this out quick. I actually didn't post the thread until just before we recorded for two reasons. A, I was playing video games with my son, and B. We have a pretty meaty topic of the week, so I didn't want to bog us down too much, but I love the you know, letting the community have some say and some insight on the show. So I'm styling on your bro writes in, and he says, with it being almost impossible to get a Series X, do you think with Kalai's recent surgery and ownership of an elite gaming PC that she should do the honorable thing and sell him her used Xbox Series X for Shrevity? If she sells it to anyone, it should be me because I'm probably a bigger Halo fan than him, and that's the one she has. And you are a frequent uh, on the Loot Bros. So I think you do get the... I think that she should do the honorable thing, yes. Um, And I think that uh, as a uh, a relatively frequent guest, I mean, you've been on twice in two years. That's pretty pretty much (laughs) full time. More than Josh. More than Tanner. <laughs> we wish him the best in his future endeavors. That's right. We, <laughs> Every time he gets Zach. mentioned. Uh, which one's Zach? What? what? I said, which one's Zach? Oh, any Zach. Okay, we have a new Zach. We have Zach 2. Point, we have a new Zach since the other Zach has disappeared. There you go. I'm Zach. Well, Zach, Zach 1.0. There you go. <laughs> we got Zach 1.0 is gone. Zach 2.0 is here. Did he so, lock himself in a strip club bathroom? Can't get what, out. Was, <laughs> I think, honestly, if you want me to tell you guys the truth, here's what happened. Okay. He had COVID and couldn't go to the titty bar for a couple weeks. And he got so, he was having like DTs, you know what I'm saying? Like he was having withdrawal. And so that when he was able to go back to the booby bar, he OD'd on boobies. <laughs> Uh, anime titties. <laughs> so, uh, get well soon, Zach. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do the honorable thing, uh, Kalai. I think you should probably choose between I'm styling on you, bro, and the bearded nerd. Um, uh, and you know, raffle that junk. I feel like you'd have to pry that shit from her dead hands. Well, she's getting ready to have surgery on one of them, so it's not like it's gonna be that hard. <laughs> He acts like Xbox doesn't make an accessibility controller. Uh, oh, yes. Oh. She needs to get one of them. They actually care about their fans. Oh. No, they don't. That's all that's all hey, marketing. And Phil, we trust you, understand me? I heard you. <laughs> yeah, we did that for a while. Speaking of Phil, Kali rides in and she says, I feel it takes two did not deserve game of the year. Is it a game worthy of that title? Have either of you guys tried that game? Uh, I have not. I've heard yes. it's good, but um, I'm not really like a. It, it looks like very little big planet esque, like a platformer, and not not too big on the. the it has the, the it kitty ha- elements of it. Okay, it has platforming in it. I've only played the first few hours, so I can't speak on the That's rest all I of it as well. But if I was to make a judgment call based on what I played, it absolutely deserved game of the year. 
and it is it is so much game in one game. So CJ and I started it together, right? And it's um it's got a really really good story because it's about um a man and a woman who's getting ready to get divorced and their kid who's kind of caught in the middle of all the weird turmoil and everything, and she basically just kind of wishes that her parents would get along. She's got these two little dolls and essentially her parents get transported into these dolls and they're in their storage shed, right? Their shed outside there, out there in their yard. So they have to do all this crazy platforming and stuff to get out of their shed, to get back to their house. Essentially they're like, maybe we can get her to unwish what happened to us. And it's very Pixar movie as well, but it has incredible humor. Like it is oozing with charm. And sometimes you're doing platforming. Sometimes it's a third person shooter. Sometimes there's these crazy boss fights. Like one of the bosses we fought was like a vacuum. They had like, it was like a three stage boss fight with a vacuum. <laughs> it was dude. It was incredible. Like CJ and I are, we, we decided we're going to play the game, right? It's like, Oh, this will be fun. You know, something we can do together. You know, we do a lot of podcasting together, but CJ and I haven't actually like just sat down and just played games together that often. So we're like, let's just you know hang out, shoot the breeze, and play the game. And we really weren't doing a ton of just like talking and hanging out because the game was so involved and so enjoyable. And there's mini games stashed all over the place. I mean, there's like a Gears of War cover based like shooter section where you have to shoot all these bees out of a tree. Like you're getting swarmed by hornets and stuff, and you're teamed up with like um, groundhogs and chipmunks and junk. It's crazy, dude. Like. I highly, highly, highly recommend anyone and everyone playing that game because it's not so much platforming because I don't like platformers. I really don't. It's not so much platforming that that like ruins the fun. It's not such so much of a shooter that it's just like a third person shooter. That's all you do. It's it, like it's crazy. And we played the first few hours of the game. And the environments were all different. The gameplay mechanics were all different. Like we made it all the way from the storage shed through the, there's this one section that's so psychedelic and so wild. I mean, maybe we're four hours into the game, actually, the more I think about it, but like, it's crazy. Like there's so much game in there and it is, it's awesome. Like it is really, really cool. Now, would I have made picked that for my game of the year? No, but it's because I didn't finish it. If I finished the game and it continued to escalate the way it was, then absolutely. But when I watched the game awards and spoiler for the twat, like I was like, yeah, that, that's, I can totally see that. It's not what I would have picked, but a hundred percent I would imagine. And I hear, cause I listen to, I've been saying this a lot on the show. These guys need to start paying me uh, the what culture gaming podcast. And they talk about that game a lot on there. And they, they were just like, this game is incredibly long. Like it's, they said, just as soon as you think you're at the end, it's, you know, there's more of it. So, it's a, it's a very interesting game. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, Joe, you've played it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it from what I played. Like, I played a little bit of it, and I honestly feel like it does beam with charm. And it could be turned into a movie very easily. Yeah, Pixar could definitely do the movie version of it. Heck yeah! And it would it would everybody would go see it. How how um how far did you get? I think I got up to that vacuum and that's like the furthest I got. Okay. So the vacuum boss fight is awesome. After you do that, you make, you have to scale this tree and there's stuff inside the tree, stuff outside the tree. It's crazy stuff, right? 
we got all the way. Um, and if you guys have listened to the show and you're playing and you know what I'm talking about, we made it into the house. Like we had, we rode paper airplanes into the house. So we've, like I said, I don't know. I don't know how far that is. And judging from the trophies, I don't, I mean, we were, we were trying to do some of the optional like stuff, but, um, it was good, man. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, uh, uh CJ and I keep messaging back and forth, trying to pick a time to play. So it looks like that's going to be a January game. So that'll be a that'll be a fun one to get back to. I'm uh, I'm interested. Yeah, I actually, I, yeah, we only, I only have two of the trophies, so I didn't. But I don't think there's actual so much like. Um, I'm looking now, and it doesn't really tell you kind of how the trophies work, but a lot of it's based on the mini, mini games and stuff like that. So, anyways, it's a very, very cool game. Um, so, yeah, rest your little mind, uh, Zach. It's not like this great <laughs> uh, kitty platformer. It's got way more depth and way more charm uh, than than you would think. I just think it's definitely one of those games that the Game Awards, like, in Jeff Keighley's, like, group of people, his voting crew, they definitely, like, lean towards those type of games now. Yeah, I can see like, that. The blockbuster games aren't always going to do it anymore. Like the charming game, like Hades, only only almost won last year. Well, also you got to think too, like the inside one, didn't it? One year, I I don't remember, but like the the people that are on the on the the the, the panel to vote are very I, I pretentious is the word that comes to mind. Like there's not there's not too many of them that are just like your Call of Duty fans, your, you know what I'm saying? Like your Gears of War bros. Like they're just like, it's almost like um, over the years, listening to a lot of these guys talk and a lot of these guys talk about the games they enjoy. It's almost like whatever the bougiest title or genre is or whatever's the, this is so different. We got to, it, it's very much like they, there's a disconnect between them and the mainstream. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I thought I thought it was a good pick though, but just because of what I did play of it, I totally could see it. And uh, you know, I, I didn't know it was going to be such a great game. I didn't know it was going to be my kind of game. I was basically I bought the thing just to play it with ZJ, and I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool. Um, and because it's so cool, I, I've been waiting to finish it with him. Like it's not it's one of those things to where I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend just like grabbing any old Joe Blow, you know, to to like gra- to play the game just to finish it. You know, like it's probably one of those things where if you play it with like a friend or you play it with a podcast bro or you pay- play it with like your wife or your husband or something that like that would be a-, a a very enjoyable experience because you have to work together. Like obviously it's a co-op game and Joseph Fares makes his games specifically for that reason, but like it's one of those games to where like you know, character A has to do something while character B does something. And these, you know, these game play mechanics rely on each other. And it's one of those things where you have to communicate. It's it's fun. It's it's neat. So Matt G writes in, he says, has there been a game you were forced to play that you ended up loving? Uh, yes. Uh, so I bought fall uh not not fall guys uh valheim during the hype and like everyone's like oh yay viking minecraft and like that was a big thing in valhalla just came out and it sat on my desktop for say like three months and then my wife got it she's like hey you should uh 
you should play with us. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to. And then we hopped in and we ended up playing like every day for like two months straight with a group of people. It was a good time. There you go. That's dope that your wife plays. Uh, every so often. She got sick, so she hasn't played in like a month or a month and a half-ish. So. But yeah, that's where my PS4 got lost to. My PS, uh, our PS4 got lost to the, uh, to the GameStop trade-in department, so we could put some money towards her gaming laptop. I dig it. I dig it. So, uh, what about you, Joe? You ever been forced to play anything that you didn't really want to play, but you ended up loving? I'd have to think like really hard. Like I was trying to think like all day on this one. It, it's tough because. Not really. I'm trying. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to think. Alan Wake. No, I like that game. <laughs> it's actually a good game. I, I ain't no bitch like Tricky. I still have yet to play it, so that'll probably be another game that I, I pick up and play here uh, after our little competition. Alan Wake is dope. You should do it. Well, my plan was bef- my plan was before yeah. you. Um, we're like, hey, you want to come do a competition with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. It was uh, I was gonna start with the first Resident Evil game and play through all of the Resident Evil games on stream. Ooh, dude, because the only dude. the only Resident Evil game that I've ever finished is Seven. I have not finished any of the other ones. I've started. I started one because we got it on PlayStation Plus like two or three years ago, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take that. And I played yeah, it for I'll say like three or four hours, and it was a good time. And then I picked up the two remake when it went on sale um, last year for like 15 bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll play this eventually. So and when you do that, let me know. I'll do it with you. I've been, I've been dying to find someone who will co- do something like that. I've always wanted to stream the entire franchise and my, and get like a, get like an actual playthrough, like like not that I care if anybody watches it. I just it's one of those things I want to do. Like I don't necessarily want to stream all the time, right? Um, especially because I like to multitask while I'm playing games. I like to do other things. So I don't know that me being a streamer or or, or me being on there is very entertaining. But that is one of those things where I've I've said for years to myself that like I want to do a series playthrough on stream of the entire Resident Evil series and. I would freaking totally be down to like play those games alongside you. You know what I'm saying? You stream yours, I'll stream mine. And then the co-op games would play together. Right. Totally yeah. Cause what, cause what's it? Five and six have co-op. Yep. Yep. Okay. Five, six. Um, and then like revelations, uh, one and two have uh local co-op. Well, revelation two has local co-op, but they have their raid mode. So that they're online little stuff. It's pretty dope. I know operation I- raccoon city was one that had, that would it's it's multiplayer was like its main staple i guess dude we could that's one we could do dirt together during the competition as well because that one tells like an alternate history to like the events that happened in uh raccoon city but it's like all online co-op stuff and it's on ps now i just got a trophy Yeah, um, as far as playing a game, being forced to play a game, uh, I'm going to use this as a, you know, kind of like a Patreon kind of uh, an angle because we have the tier on our Patreon 
where you can pick any game you want, uh, any host you want, and make them play it. And for the most part, our our loving audience has used that as a way to troll me and make me play games that I absolutely can't stand. Um, Alien Isolation, which I did not enjoy, and then Senra Kagura, which I didn't think I would enjoy because it's it's Japanese perviness, but it's actually a decent game. Um, so I will give that one a nod, but because it was drowning in anime perviness, it's this not something I, I, I mean, it takes hits. It takes a hit just for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it's anime. So that's also, it, it takes a hit for being anime. Hey, I will starting, say, hey, we're not starting this now. <laughs> I will say, Hey, anime's for pervs, bro. Um, I will say that, uh, playing mafia right now, even though forced is a strong word, uh, <laughs> it is. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, does I guess that doesn't really count because um, I knew it was going to be good, but I don't think I knew it was going to be this good. Like, I am really, 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 really digging this game. So, an hour Mafia uh, deep dive is going to be awesome because I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait. to fin- I mean, I don't want to finish the game because it's so much, it's so good. I don't want it to be over. But in the same respect, I can't wait to finish it because then I get to do a whole podcast about it. So anybody else, anything else, anything else you were forced to play a forced to finish that you weren't digging. Going once going twice. I mean, I think when I finished Detroit become human after I like put it down for a while, like I really didn't like it at first. And then I fell in love with that game. Okay. And then it made me go play the rest of his games like immediately afterwards. There you go. There you go. I enjoyed it. I like that game a lot. All right, here we go, boys. This week's official topic. Been a long time. <laughs> um, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go around the table, and then you guys can just give your opinion on this particular um game of the year awards. So we're going to kind of do a recap on the Game of the Year Awards. We're going to do a small recap on what was announced, and then we're going to get into the Loot Bros official Game of the Year Awards. So, Joe, you had mentioned that you thought this was a little bit lackluster, so I'm going to give you the floor first. What what did you think overall about the Game of the Year Awards? I just feel like they need to start getting away from, like, like, I feel like, okay, so I'll preface this first. Like, this was just E3. Like, in a nutshell. Like, this is everything E3 should have been. Like, these announcements should have been at E3. Have these. It's like they all got saved for now. It was kind of weird, because I've never seen so many announcements in one show that were, like, this this good. Like, this juicy. Like, Jeff Keighley just has his, his, like, hand on the industry, and I can't effing stand this guy. Like, I never could. I hated him when he was on everything on G4. I, I couldn't stand this dude. He's so smug. God, I can't stand Jeff Keighley. But that's beyond the point. I just thought, like, they did a very bad job of, like, focusing on the awards themselves and, like, giving the people the time to talk and just more on the awards themselves and the importance of the awards, not just world premiere, world premiere, world premiere, world premiere. World premiere. It was, like, every five seconds there was one this year. Uh, I could agree with that. Even one of the people that came up and accepted the award is, like, I have so many people to thank, but... Do I still have to keep it only 30 seconds? Yeah, when he said it was 30 seconds, I'm like, oof. 
Yeah. Oof. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I agree because it is a, just as much of a marketing show as it is an award show. But I mean, let's be honest. We all know what we're here for. Right. Everybody's well, there just for the new for the new game reveals. Well, it's 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 like the it, the game awards is turned into like the Super Bowl. You know, uh, like there are millions of people that just don't watch it for the football. They're just like, hey, we're gonna watch this for the commercials because they're entertaining. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that was me for years, and then the NFL got all woke, so I quit watching even their commercials. So, what about you, Zach? What do you think about the uh, game awards? Um, so. I hate to say it, but I think I felt like the pre-show was better than the actual show itself. Dang. Um, I felt there was a lot, there was a lot of repeat world premieres, as they would say, um, that were, it was just new trailers for the games or stuff like that. Um, there wasn't really anything like super duper, like, Hey, I didn't know this was coming out or, Hey, I didn't know this was coming out. And then the world, some of the world premieres were like 15 seconds. And I'm just like, this isn't a gaming trailer. What are you doing? You're like, oh, we're gonna tell you it's coming, but it's like when they showed the Metroid Four logo or the Push Prime Four logo, or yeah, or uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was literally just her. It was literally just the sun panning down on her for thirty seconds. That is true, but as someone who I really feel like I've got my ear to the ground with DC stuff, I had no idea that was coming. That's good though. Yeah, that was that for me. That was one of the coolest announcements of the night because I had no clue that was a thing. So, it looks. And, it looks. It looks. I, I think it's gonna be good. I do. Yeah. Well, the th- you know the thing I keep hearing about now after that is that um, the team that made the um, Shadow Mortal games that they're gonna be doing this, and it's very possible they're gonna be using the Nemesis system in it. Okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it would. I don't know how you do that with Wonder Woman, but that's for them. Um, to figure out. Probably the use. They're they're probably gonna use like some of her underlings from uh, from Themyscira. That'd be dope. Maybe do. So, you got any more opinions on it before I give mine? I mean, Resident um, Evil got robbed. Yeah, yeah. Resident <laughs> Evil. I was surprised Resident Evil didn't like didn't hardly win anything. I was just like, you know, I've I've heard so many good things. I've watched quite a bit of like gameplay and cutscenes on Twitch, and I'm just like, like I want to play this game. That's what made me want to play all the games through. And I was just like, I feel like this game got robbed of a lot of things. As as the guy probably championing in the Resident Evil throughout the Game Awards the hardest, I saw that coming a mile away. And I mean, I wasn't mad at it. it it's Resident Evil 8 is really, really good. And that was my pick, you know. To, I really wanted that to win. And I thought that this would be the best year for it to have a chance to win. Just because, like, the competition wasn't... It, I, Resident Evil wasn't going up against um, The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima or even Halo Infinite. You know what I'm saying? That came out the day before, technically. So uh, I yeah, really I, thought it had a good chance. You know, in the past when like, Resident Evil 2 remake and stuff like that came out, it was they were it was going up against like you know much much stiffer competition. And then then it's also had remake attached to it. So this was the best chance we've had since Resident Evil 4 to get a Resident Evil game of the year and I don't even know if there was an award show kind of thing going on back in 2004 2005 so so this this was this was its chance and it didn't it didn't you know some Resident Evil stuff happened so but for me I I thoroughly enjoyed it now I I didn't like some of the um social political stuff they were trying to sh- shove in there they opened the thing up with some and it's like every quarter it's like every segment they had to 
threw something in there and it was just like, I don't know. I was, I was getting a little frustrated because it was so on the nose. Yeah. No, you I, know, I, and especially, know and especially with the, you know, the Activision stuff going on, like, they, they, I mean, like when they gave a, 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 a hotline number for you to call if someone's bullying you in the comments, I was just like, come on, dude. I mean, that to me, that was like, I don't, I, 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 it started me off with my eyes rolling. I'm like, come on, dude, let's, let's, let's just, let's talk about games. I mean, but whatever, you know, it was, that kind of is what it is. The pre-show I thought was good. I thought it was cool. They had a lot of announcements and stuff in the pre-show. Yep. Um, and then I thought as far as like game of the year winners, the stuff that was relevant, I thought took out, you know, took some good stuff. So I'm just going to kind of r- briefly kind of run through some of that stuff. I thought that the player's choice uh, winner was hilarious. They picked Halo Infinite and it hadn't even been out 24 right. hours. I was, I, was, I was like, hey, Halo already won our award this year. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I was like, Halo Infinite has been out like 24 hours and it's like got the player choice award. Okay. I mean, like whatever, but I mean, I know the multiplayer was out and people had already been playing. So, you know, I, but, and I think it's good. So, uh, yeah, I don't have any real issue with that one. I think that, um, uh, I'm going to scroll through (laughs) content. Uh, excuse me. What is it? Um, indie game of the uh, debut or whatever. Kenya. I I, 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 I saw that one coming from a away. Kena, whatever it's uh Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Kenna Bridge yeah. of Spirits which is on yeah. sale for 27 bucks right now. I know, I saw that. So, uh, I thought that was cool that like I but again, I saw it coming. I'm glad it got some shine because that seems to be a pretty popular game amongst our community. People are really digging it. Um it takes two got best family game and game of the year. I thought that was dope. The fact that Returnal and best multiplayer game too. Ah, that's it right. It got that's best right. family game, best multiplayer. Um, it did. It did. And game of the year. Yeah, it was. I, I I don't agree with all of it, but okay. Well, again, that's one of those that like. I think you need to play it, and I'm not saying you, the like the general you. That's one of those that like if you didn't play that game, I could see not understanding. But since I do have some experience with it, I'm like, okay, I can, I can totally see that. Um, I thought that Returnal getting best action game was pretty wild. I just knew that Deathloop, you know, or even Ratchet was going to take that. Um, and then of course Resident Evil Four getting best VR game that was a gimme category. Yeah, uh, especially especially since I keep hearing how amazing that is in VR. And my brother has the Quest Two and has played it from start to finish and says it is absolutely amazing. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I do think that Maggie uh, Robertson getting the you know, best performance for Lady uh, Dimitrescu for Resident Evil 8 is pretty dope. And that was one of those that, in my personal opinion, now I haven't played Deathloop. So I, I you know, I was like, I don't really know how that compares. Deathloop looks like it's going to have some cool characters and some, like it's going to ooze with some Tarantino style. But, uh, Lady Dimitrescu took over the internet for a while. So I can't, I couldn't imagine anyone else winning that one. Like to me, that seemed very much like a gimme category for them. Um, but then uh, I haven't played, I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. Guardians of the Galaxy getting best narrative. I think that's pretty cool. That's promising, in my opinion, because at least that means when I go jump in that game, that it's going to have, you know, it, it sounds like it's going to have some good story. So that was pretty cool. Did anything, any of the other awards or the categories stand out to you guys? Um, 
I saw I saw best sports and racing game coming from a mile away. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. I was actually really surprised that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy got best narrative. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's, it's very promising too because like I haven't played it yet, but I own it, so that's really cool to know that that's possibly going to be a good story. Um, Deathloop. I was. I, I it makes me kind of want to give it a shot and play it because I haven't yet. And because all I've heard all like all years, it's short, it's short, it's short, it's short. I hear that once you, once you realize what's happening, that the loop system is more so smoke and mirrors than it is like a returnal style start and stop kind of thing. So I'm down to try it. I just like, I played returnal because it's a house smart game. And I bought that at full price and played it for like two hours. And I knew it wasn't going to be for me. But then like once I played it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely not for me. Um, I want to like games like that, but like, I feel like it's a time investment that I just, the loop mechanics and, and starting and dying and starting over dying, and starting over and losing your run and starting over. Like, I don't know that I can mentally invest in that. So I didn't, I didn't buy death loop for that reason. But from what I hear from a lot of podcasts, I listen to that. It sounds like that game is actually not as returnal <laughs> as, uh, as, as it seems. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> watching, watching Corey play it on stream and then also listening to his like take on it. He kind of like dropped off the game pretty fast and he was like super hyped for it. And then he just automatically just like stopped playing it one day. And he was like, I'm like, why'd you stop? He's like, because once you figure out like how it works, he's like, the game's over. Like you can just beat it. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what some of the podcasts I listened to said. So it's very interesting. I don't know. I mean, that one came out strong. Like that was getting tens and people were just loving and raving it and then uh, raving over it. And then. Yeah, it won two. It won two awards. So, I mean, it's sad that an Xbox game that's on a PS4 still can't even win Game of the Year. <laughs> well, or PS5. Sorry. Either way, it, it you know it it was overall. I thought the Game Awards was cool. I think the announcements was definitely um, the coolest part. Yep. Let's talk about our favorite ones. Uh, what was your favorite? Because mine was definitely uh, Sonic Frontier. Looks absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Um, I am open torn. World open world Sonic games can be insane. I gotta say, I guess the the major one, the big one for me was the Alan Wake Two announcement. Yes, yeah, and Alan the fact from a mile away too. Yes, obviously. I mean, like, yeah, all of the stars have been lining up for that one. Oh man, but, they they remastered the original one. Yeah, it was coming. Yeah, it, but the fact that they announced at the worship, this is not a horror inspired game this is a survival horror game there they they i mean uh sam lake said more than once this is going to be a scary game and i'm just like oh yes bring it on i am stoked about that uh, before that one it would have been uh slitterhead the uh former silent hill developers game that weird looking one that had like all the parasite looking things coming out of their mouths and stuff um, if you did yeah, that look cool if you didn't, if you missed that one, check it out. Like, no, I definitely saw it. That yeah, no, I definitely cool. saw. It. I'm just trying to remember what it was called. 
Slitterhead. S L I T T E R head. Yep. I was shocked that Nintendo didn't announce like anything. Nothing. Anything. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, pretty, Which makes pretty, me think that in January, if we're going to get a direct. Probably. I'm probably saving it. My watch just told me to go to sleep. And good night, night. You so watch just shut up. Your watch, just, your watch just said, you old, go to bed. Shut your mouth. Yeah, my wife and I have been trying to do this whole health and fitness thing, and we set, like, real bedtimes and reminders on our watches, and we're uh, competing lame. We're competing to see who can close their rings every day. Now I know you're gay. <laughs> I wear baby blue track pants. <laughs> uh, all right, so any, any other announcements that you guys really loved? Warhammer 40K Space Marine is getting a two, baby. That Dude, was shocking. That, oh, yes. I, was so, I was so hyped when I saw it. I was like, can we get a remaster of the oh. first one, please? Um, No, because they have to develop 55 million other things. So I know day one we're getting um, 40K um, Total War 3, day one on, on Xbox. On Game Pass? Uh, on, on, on Game Pass, yep, for PC. We're getting that day one. Vermintide just came out with their DLC. I'm surprised they're actually still going with Vermintide. That's really surprising. I don't uh, like those games. I, I, Vermintide, I, I, okay. Vermintide, have you played Vermintide at all? I played, Ver, I played one or two. I can't remember. I played one of them the other day, and it, it's just a little too much jank. It's, it, it, I, I, you know, I really compare it to an RPG. That's essentially what Vermintide 2 is. It's, it's an RPG game, but it's storyline is kind of funky, I guess is a good way to put it. I mean, I probably, I might not have put enough time into it to really grasp what it is, but I tried it out. Cause I, I own the first one It's still in the wrapper shocker. I know you guys <laughs> love me saying that. And then I have the second one. I think I own both of them digitally. I don't even know. Maybe one of them's on game on a uh, PS now. That might be where I tried uh, it. Vermintide two is on PS now, I believe. Okay, so there, I got it there. And then, of course, one or two of them's on uh, Game Pass as well. So I have, it's not that I don't have access to it. I just always put it off. And I, I've been really trying to just play new games, like just try new things out. And, man, like, I, I just didn't, I didn't get into that one. Uh, it just was a little, I don't know if it was just the controls weren't, I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. it may, maybe I need to try it again some other day, but I wasn't feeling that one. Um. Oh, Quantic Dream, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be wild. That one looks See, that, good. That'll be a Star Wars game I can get into because it'll be a narrative Quantic Dream game. I freaking love Quantic Dream. Um, I so that that one looks good, but uh, the biggest announcement they made that I got super super duper excited for is where I is we're getting a Halo live action television series on Paramount but Plus. We knew that was coming. We just didn't know when. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm really excited that they're actually going to do like follow Master Chief storyline because Nightfall. Um, yeah, not, don't get I, me wrong. Nightfall was Nightfall was okay, but it, it was Spartan Lock. It was short. Yep. Um, and that was kind of disappointing. And then Forward Under Dawn was probably the best one they did because it, it explained Commander Lasky's story, which I was, I got super duper excited for. But to actually follow like the Chief storyline and actually get more than just a couple of grunts in a scene is going to be fantastic. Now, did you, did you uh, watch the, the little compilation of shorts they did that with the different animation styles? It's called like halo legends or something like that. Uh, I, yeah, I own it on, I own it uh, on Blu-ray. Same. It, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
My, I think my favorite announcement besides Sonic was definitely tech, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That, that was interesting. Was interesting, yeah. Because I'm like, it's made from the same people that made Friday Thirteenth. Yep. Hopefully, they don't lose license to this one. That was what. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I mean, like they made a damn good game of Friday Thirteenth, and unfortunately, they couldn't finish their vision. But I'm hoping that you know Texas Chainsaw. They have they have the tools. They have the track record now. And all they have to do is put it all together, and now they have next gen technology. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a freaking amazing game. I'm, I'm you, so stoked for it. Have you played the Predator yet? Yeah, I own it. Yeah, I, that one's good. I, I so uh, years ago on the show, uh, me and um, and uh, Josh, he, we're talking about playing that game. He was like, "Dude, I'll play it with you. Let's go get it." I went and bought the game. He freaking chickens out, and then not only does he not buy it, but then never even fesses up to the fact that he didn't do it. I still have that game in the wrapper. Never tried it. Now, that one they, all, they also announced, um, what was it? They showed a really awesome trailer for Forspoken. Yeah, yeah. That The first and trailer, released the first trailer for that one was like, rubbed me the wrong way because it's got all that angsty teen drama and I didn't like her writing, and I was like, "Ugh, this is probably gonna be." Dude, bad. this could be game of the year next year if not for Elden Ring. Uh Elden. Oh man, that's gonna be. Uh, man, just thinking game of the year participants next year. So Halo is definitely going on the list. Elden Ring is gonna ha- go on the list. I think Forspoken Spoken um, will be there. Spoken will be on the list. Uh, if, Tiny Tina might get up there. Yeah, that one actually looked interesting. Dude, um, that the chick that does her voice, she has like she sounded just like her character on stage. She sounded awesome. Well, I mean, that's her real voice. But like normally, like a lot of voice actors change their voices. I I know where you're going. Yeah, with that. no, I know yeah. where you're going with too. But like she does, she modulates her voice for a lot of characters. But she pretty much it's pretty much her voice for most characters she plays. Yeah, it, she nailed it. It was awesome. And then of course, Will Arnett was was awesome too. I mean, he's Will Arnett, man. He's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just thought I just thought overall like the announcement stole the show. Just kind of like last year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I'm there for. I mean, yeah, sure. The game of the year stuff is cool, but like my my guy never wins. You know what I'm saying? My team never wins. So it's Rumbleverse look cool too. That better world. Oh, the free game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. We got some really cool uh, free to play Rumble. I mean, Battle Royale. Not tease. I can't talk. Free to play games coming. We got Metaverses coming. The DC one that's got all the the Warner properties and all that stuff on there. That's gonna be dope. And then uh, Rumbleverse looked really cool. Tunic looks cool, and that's only going to Xbox, which made me sad. You're um, welcome. The Expanse is gonna be the first brand new Telltale Games game. Yes, that looked awesome since they relaunched. And then they're teaming up with Deck Nine for that uh, Star Trek one. Yeah, I was like, oh man. Uh, the two the two main you know teams and that dude uh the freaking Suicide Squad kill the Justice League gameplay looked oh amazing God, that could be a game of the year next year yes that looked amazing and then the dude from Trivium announcing that freaking metal like Doom style game uh Metal Hellsinger Metal Hellsinger yeah that was freaking awesome and then Sonic the Hedgehog two trailer looked amazing that was Sonic movie oh um. Uh, we got another trailer for Sinua Saga. Hellboy yes, Tina. yes, dude. That is day one for me. That one might be a take a day off work play play Hellblade. 
This, um, this this whole awards thing was all like it's like like Levi probably just his pants like nine times. Dude, it hit <laughs> it all. A Doom it, game announced. Alan Wake was announced. <laughs> the new uh, Doom, Doom type game. It's not Doom. Right, right. May as well be. I mean, that's fair, but it actually has a better soundtrack than Doom. I mean, it, I don't know, dude. I like Mick Gordon's work. Rip and Tear is friggin' awesome. Yeah, but so. you're bringing in some of the hottest like metal. Oh, they're vocal- bringing all metal, the metal vocalists and and guitar uh, players. Yeah, oh, guitar yeah. players. Oh my gosh, I was like, yeah, I was like, who's announcing this? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that he was like, I'm the guitar player for Trivium, and I'm a streamer. <laughs> and then they right. announced PUBG is going completely free to play. I don't want to. PUBG is garbage, anyways. They just keep releasing content, and never fix the bugs that are in their current. Their, <laughs> and then they're like, oh content. look. The DLC is finally coming to Cuphead. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was. I was like, huh? In I was June. like, it's been four years? Question mark. <laughs> four years later. They could have just gave us a new game if they would have announced. Like, I would have like creamed my pants. They would have been like, oh, and Shovel Knight Two is coming. Mm. Just watch Shovel Knight Two. There you go. So uh, overall, the announcements were great, but that's not why we're here. All right. We did a little recap. We talked about everything for everybody. But the real reason we're here is to give you the Loot Bros Game of the Year awards. So now we get, we only put one category out there for the community to, to vote on. The rest of them are, are an amalgamation of serious game awards and Loot Bros game awards. So what we're going to do is we're going to go one. We're going to each category and then one host at a time, you know, name your Game. So the first category is going to be the best slash favorite game we played this year that was not a 2021 game. Now everyone in this in this this podcast tonight has played games, you know, various games from out previous years, all that good stuff. So starting with you, Zach, what is the best game you played this year, or your favorite game you played this year that wasn't released this year? Uh, so I got back into like racing games, and I've always hated playing one controller. So as soon as I picked up a steering wheel, I was like. We're gonna we're gonna play some racing games. Uh, so I'd have to say my favorite one for this year that did not release this year was Need for Speed Heat. There you go. It was it was good, very good. That's a good that's that's good. It's crazy you say that. My son came upstairs this morning. And he was like, "Dad, can I download Need for Speed Payback?" He's like, "I, I want to play a racing game." That's that's what eventually led us to playing uh, uh, Regfest. So I was like, you know what, son? I've been waiting on this day. I've been waiting for you to want to play a racing game so we can play racing games together. So this is we're we're getting ready to embark on a whole new way of life. So Need for Speed Heat's coming. Um, we're definitely going to be playing that soon. It's so it's so good. Um, I have yet to play Forza. I want uh, all the all the hype to die down. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I can play it. Everyone's like, it's it's way more fun with friends. It's boring if you play by yourself. But I was like, yeah, you know, it's sometimes it's just nice to get home. You don't have to waste actual gas and just go for a drive. There you go. There you go. Every now and again, I'll get in on a Saints Row and something and just go drive in there. Yep. So, listen to good tunes. What about you, Joe? What is the your favorite or the best game you played this year that wasn't released in 2021? Uh, I think for me. It's finally playing through all of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. I just really enjoyed it. I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, and I, I kind of just let it sit there for a year and was like, I love this game, but I don't want to finish it. And then I went back and beat the second half of the, like the 
second and third act of the game. And I was like, man, this game is so good. And I'm so glad I played it. Heck yeah. So for me, my if I had to say there was a general theme of like my gaming this year, it was playing sleepers that like I just put off. Um, and so for me, I would say the my favorite game, my favorite experience that I played that, that came that didn't come out this year uh, was Max Payne Three. I put that in beginning of the year as part of the backlog beatdown. Call your shot, and I had my speaker set up down in my basement. It was chilly down there. I mean, this is like early, early beginning of the year stuff, and it was just awesome. I got myself a blanket, sat in my recliner, and I just freaking played. And that game just hit. It hit like at a, just a time that I needed it. And I love Max Payne. And I've played some on the 360 before. I've obviously beat the first two games multiple times. But like, there's something about Max Payne and just the delivery of dialogue and then the slow motion bullet time shooting that just, it, it, it is, that's a, a Daryl kind of game. And Max Payne 3 was the best experience I played this year that didn't come out this year. So moving on, what would be what would you guys say? Starting with you, Zach, the worst game you played this year. Worst game I played this year. Um, see, this one was hard for me because I didn't really play a lot of terrible games. Um, but if I had to say, yeah, I really didn't play a lot of terrible games. Outriders was the only one that I like. I said I tried playing recently that I just didn't like. It was the I popped it in, played about. 30 45 minutes of it and i was just like i just don't like this the storyline feels real sluggish gameplay is not really for me so worst game i played this year is outriders so that's uh that's okay. a good thing there you go that, i mean that's good if your list is is uh so well respected and taken care of that you don't have a hard time picking the bad ones <laughs> so to be fair, originally I was planning on having uh, Tricky on the show with us, and he and I were going to go toe to toe on what was the worst game we played because uh, we both played some trash. What about you, Joe? Oh, thirteen, hands down. That thirteen remaster, that game is ah, piece of yeah. the biggest piece of shit I've ever played in my life. <laughs> it crashed like nine times on me in one level. I still can't even beat it, and I want to play it. Like it's a fun game. It's just so fucking broken. Like. <laughs> I don't understand how you can release a game that this fucking broken. And I wonder if I like try to like take out my PS4 and play it on there, it might run better. Because if it's on like inferior hardware, it might actually work. But on the PS5, like I don't know if this thing's like overpowering this game and like crippling it, or if it's just that shitty. And from what I've read online, I think it's just that shitty. So it's 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 definitely the 13 remaster. So my son and I tried to play through Dead Nation together to to kind of work our way up to beating the game on the harder difficulties. Cause I love dead nation and it is almost, I mean, it's not unplayable on PS five, but like it crashes a lot when you're bouncing in and out of menus on PS five. Like it, and it, it warns you when you load the game up, like this game uh, has optimized or has issues on PS five. So it will play, but it's not going to play its best. So that's one that I got to do on PS4 and not um, PS5. So they, they do exist. That SSD and the way it loads data is sometimes faster than games are optimized. So for me, it was a, to- it was, it was, 
it was tough. I had to choose between spam that really, really sucked. And I had to choose between some really just awful games that I got stuck playing. So uh, I was, I wanted to put Travis Strikes Back on there because I love suited games and I can't stand this game. I played it for hours and I was like this. I don't like the top down sections. I don't like like some of the gameplay mechanics. Like I wanted to hack and slash and enjoy a wild zany story. That is not what you get with Travis Strikes Back. So I wasn't feeling that one. The other game that was really torn on it was uh, the Fist of the North Star game that's made by the Yakuza devs. I love that game. Oh, dude. I put like 12 or 13 hours in that game when I had COVID. And after the first two hours, you've done everything. Like you got 40 hours worth of grind for the same gameplay mechanics that you experienced in the first two hours. I oh, was, I agree. But that's that's like all their games. That's Koei Tecmo in a nutshell. I I can't play like that, man. Like it just, I couldn't do it. It was too, it was too much. I w- I could do like crappy broken spam games before I can do 14 hours of, of that. Like it just, it just, it wasn't for me, but even those games were not as bad as Metronomicon slay the dance floor. This game, the game that screwed us out of the trophy war, the game that caused us the trophy war. (laughs) Kali and Jim got me so hard with this game. It is just just let that sink in. Zach, our own teammate sabotaged us <laughs> for the trophy war. Does it make even sense? Like, like I, uh, oh. got us. Like, you just could have tricky play division for like ten hours, dude. That's fact. Yeah, we were winning. We were. I was way ahead on platinums. I was playing through a game that I didn't love called Hugh, but I was. Like, I think I'm eighty percent done with the trophy list. Like, I we were doing really good. We were making points. And then, you know, Kali and Jim, they did the nice thing and pledged to my stream. But then they chose the worst games. So they 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 took our team, they bent us over, and they just they got us. <laughs> and that was it. That's all it took because Tricky was able to get back on top. And I had already been, you know, Tricky had already pledged on me. So they gave me six hours of really, really trash games. The worst offender being this tap dance beat game that just was so obnoxiously difficult after the fifth fifth level like the difficulty spike was so high i spent three hours trying to beat this one level and when i finally beat it i was just like you should shoot me because now all my momentum is killed and then i had three hours of a viking beat-em-up game zombie viking beat-em-up which wasn't a bad game by any stretch but like it i was ruined it just broke me. <laughs> they took a nap after that. Yeah, it was it was terrible, man. I just I couldn't do it anymore. It, it, I had so much momentum, and that that sucked the life out of me. That game was so bad. So not only did it hurt me in just playing it, but it hurt our team. So that will forever sting as the worst game I've ever played in my entire life. That is fair. <laughs> it was terrible, uh, but. I, I, w- I had a real hard time describing what I felt when I came up with this category. Um, <laughs> but like w- when you come, when you hear a song that just straight slaps, right? Like hits you like a RKO out of nowhere. Like, th- like that's what I kind of wanted to encapsulate with this next category. 
And so what is a game that you played that might have caught you off guard that just it just slaps like a game that you just weren't expecting to either be as good as it was or you weren't expecting it to be as enjoyable as it was in that moment. Joe, would you like to start us this time? Go for it, Joe. Yeah, I'll I'll go. Um, I feel like this year for me, it was Ghost of Tsushima. There you go. Because I really didn't... I It got so much hype, and everyone's saying the combat was so difficult. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be get into this thing. If it's like Souls-like, I'm not really going to like it. And then I played it, and I was like, I could play this forever. But that's not my ultimate pick, because now I mm. thought even harder... And my ultimate pick is Horizon Zero Dawn. Sorry, Kalai. What? That's a good pick. That game slaps. Like, hard. Like, I played Horizon, and I was like, man, I feel like the reason Horizon gets so much shit is because it came out right around Breath of the Wild, so, like, nobody really played it when it first came out. But, like, it might be better, a better overall game than Breath of the Wild. Just because... I, I think it is. The narrative is just so good. And the, the 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 combat fighting freaking robot dinosaurs is awesome, and the amount of weapons you have and the arsenal that you have to choose from, you don't have to fight the dinosaurs the same way. Like it is, I put sixty nine <laughs> hours into that game for the platinum, and wasn't ready for it to be over. And then she gets a, a, well, I did this the, and this was the very last thing I did, which was stupid, but I've got my halo style spartan armor like right at the end of the game as i was getting my platinum so like i really kind of screwed myself over because apparently that's like the best armor in the game but uh yeah horizon zero dawn is a great game and my son just came out of his room and gave me a big thumbs up he's like oh yeah (laughs) he loves that game i need to go back and finish it it's on my list of things to finish and oh dude yes I i think the game that caught me the most by surprise just because of how much love it gets and everybody loves this game, it's the greatest PlayStation game of all time is The Last of Us. Yeah. Like, I played it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a masterpiece. Like, it really is. I played 15 minutes, it's a masterpiece. You know what, though? I forgot that, Joe, that you just recently played that. And that is, it. The Last of Us is that one game that, like, it is everything everyone says it is. Like, Dude, I wish, like, you know the question last week when they said, like, what's one game you wish you could play again for the first time? Yes. It's that. Well, It's that or Arkham Asylum. They, well, see, yeah, the cool Arkham thing is, is Zach gets to experience The Last of Us for the first time. So, like, true. I, that, I, I actually would love for you to do that on stream, and I don't know how distracting that no, might be. No, no, I think you, you have to, you really have to experience it for yourself. You, you have to. You, 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 I think you should go into isolation, play this, don't talk to anybody for a while, and just beat it. Because um, it took me it took me like a week to beat it, and I felt like that was too long. Like I just kept every day I picked up the controller, I was like, oh man, where is this story gonna take me next? Yep. What's gonna happen to the characters next? So my plan is is I have my I'm playing it on, on PS3 as well. Um so I'm playing it how it originally came out, how it was intended to play. Um, I have it hooked up to my TV in my living room. There you go. So it's away from my it's away from my computer, my streaming setup, the distracting three other monitors that are away from my game. My there you main go. Main gaming monitor. Because I've heard the story's good. Um, when I had a PS4, I did try 
I well, let me rephrase. I didn't try. I started playing the remastered. I played roughly thirty minutes of it, and so, I, so you I, saw that wanted, opening scene. I yeah, and I wanted to play more, but then I just never got back to it. I got deep into something else I don't remember. But um, but yeah, so I'm kind of definitely excited for it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So the the reason why I said I kind of wanted to st- you to do it on stream is just because selfishly I wanted to like you know like I want like man I want to see what how you're digging it. But I agree that's definitely the best way to do it. Put it in the living room, enjoy the story, go all in. Like that is when I when I play that game. I did I I didn't play that game when it first came out. Right. It got all the hype, and it was one of those games that like almost kind of like frustrated me the hype was so high for that game and i don't remember what i was playing at the time but but tanner um r.i.p he was like <laughs> dude you gotta play this game and he brought me a copy of it and he was and he, I, I was like okay cool i played it and i was like dude this is amazing so then i went out and after after him after borrowing it i went and bought the game i was like man i should have never waited so it's a dope one so for me, I guess the one that just slapped, and I, I played so many of these games this year, uh, but a game that I was not expecting to be as good as it is, Bioshock Infinite. Like, I have been talking about that show the past few weeks on, the, on because it, it's fresh. It's one of the most recent ones. But, like, I had that game set aside to play for the Trophy War, and... I don't. Was Bioshock Infinite even on the list? Was that on our list, Joe? Uh, yeah, all three of the yeah, all was. three of the Bioshocks were on there. Yeah, they were all on there. Okay, so I had that game set aside to play on the list, and that's that's one of those games I have the game in the wrapper. Your everyone's favorite thing to hear uh, from PS3. Like I got that game when it came out, the year it came out, 2012, and never played it. I love make the like first a bookshelf with all your rap games in like one I, section. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, but I uh, I, I graded. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not even kidding you. Some some games that, that have gotten graded, or they, they just sell for ridiculous amounts of money. You're just like, I know where I can find that uh, sealed again. Go on eBay, buy it for $20. There you go. So, uh, um, but dude, I freaking, I've been sitting on that one for a long time, and I, I'm loving it. Like, I'm loving it. And I am at the very end, at the end of the last level, and I'm just waiting to uh, for the right time to actually execute the finish uh, for our trophy competition that we're in right now. So the game, I just, I wasn't expecting it. I I wanted to play it. I knew it was going to be good. I just didn't expect it to be as good as it is right now. And this was tough because Max Payne three hit me that way earlier this year. And ultimately because I finished that game, that's why it is my, like my, the best experience I've had this year. But dude, freaking. Bioshock is dope. It is so, so, so good. Um, this next category we put on here. Uh again, I expected Tricky to be a part to be here. I don't know that this applies to Zach, maybe not even you, um, Joe, but we threw this one in there for all the trophy hunters. Spam of the year. What would be the cheapest? easiest nastiest game that you've played this year that was really really good trophy bow trophy. wow bow wow 
Anything? Do you guys have anything that would apply as a easy platinum, easy hundred percent? Uh, yeah. Uh, Among Us actually has achievements if you play oh, on Xbox ooh. Game Pass. There you go. High quality spam. Oh yeah. Really that oh, easy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred ten percent. Okay, I like it. I like it. Joe, do you have anything that would qualify as spam or just easy? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, whatever the hell that bowling game is, <laughs> bowling ball, volleyball volume one or whatever the hell it is. Or... No, those games are so bad. <laughs> the Jesus Loves Me collection. Yeah, I, I play a lot of those breakthrough games. Jesus, those <laughs> games are insanely dumb, and they're insanely easy. <laughs> uh, they are. They are most definitely. So, and he keeps putting them out, or she, or they. <laughs> okay, because we already know what the 2022 winner is going to be. It's going to be my name is freaking Mayo Three. Oh yeah, that's going to happen. That's the thing. So for me, this one, I've got, I've got a couple that I was between. So I would say one of the, probably the best spam game of the year would be Loot Hero DX. Uh, my, my son played this during the trophy war. I think I played the European version. It is a little side scroller. You're a little knight and you just, you literally just hold one direction on the, on the, the, the control. And he slams and just destroys everything. And then you you obviously get to a point where your enemies are so um, so powerful and you have to level up. You level up, you, you upgrade your gear, and you just hold one direction. And you just start, you get to a point where you level up and you get so fast that the, the levels are over in seconds. But you're just smashing these giant spears or chainsaw drills through people. And it is like ridiculous how fun and stimulating this game is. It's, it's dumb fun. It's like five bucks at its most expensive, but it is really awesome. And you've got all these ogres and dragons and bosses and crazy things. Like you actually have to complete the game, but, but Noah platinum, this game, on the uh, for the trophy war for extra life and then continued to play the game for 30, 40 minutes afterwards and was like level hundred and something and just continuing to smash enemies till the game was starting to lag and, and the frames were dropping from so many enemies and so much destruction on the screen. What I actually just heard you say is your son lost you the trophy war. <laughs> he, he, he spent 40 minutes playing, uh, playing uh, that five game. game. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> spent 40 minutes playing that, that game. He could have been moving on to more trash. You know what? You're right. He's grounded. Deal. So you can tell him I got him grounded. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say Loot Hero DX is definitely the spam of the year. Now, high quality spam, I would say. No, we're gonna stick with that one. We're gonna stick with that one. That was that was the one. Iron Iron Snout is another good one, but that one, I don't know. That one gets kind of difficult. So it's pretty it's pretty good, pretty good game. So, all right, and now we are on to everyone's most anticipated category from the Loot Bros. We've got we've given you spam. We've given you previous games. We've given you worst games. But now the most important category we'll discuss here tonight is what was the best game 
released in 2021 with a nine foot tall, big titty vampire, Dommy Mommy. Huh, I wonder who won that. <laughs> Zach, I'll let you go first. And you, and you and you know what? We uh we skipped my uh my game that slapped out of nowhere. I forgot about that. Since we let oh. Joe go first. Oh, snap. Well, let's back it up then. Go. What's your slapper? Uh so I actually really did expect to enjoy New World as much as I did, but New World definitely came out of nowhere. Oh, okay. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Now, on to the Dami Mommy. What I'm, trying is to, I'm trying to avoid this topic. <laughs> what would be your winner for the 2021 Tommy Mommy of the Year? Cookie uh, Mama. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sin Rakagura. Cookie Mama, because no one's better than Mama. That, well, they're not nine foot tall, but I'll take it. Uh, Genshin Impact, because who knows? Maybe there's a spell that makes them nine foot tall, and half of them look like anime vampires anyways. Oh, okay. Getting getting creative over here. So, uh, I'm going to go with Resident Evil 8. I know you're all surprised, but Lemmy Dimitrescu was a pretty fantastic villain. It was a very, very enjoyable game, and she deserved it. And I, I think that the uh, her voice actress getting that is uh, was good for her. Very, very similar to the to the chick that played Senua, who got the best performance for Senua's Sacrifice. I don't know if you guys know the story, but like she's like the like the video editor or video or she's like one of the one of the staff members just and she she just filled in for like the 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 um, mocap and was so freaking excellent that they were like, you know what, you just need to do this role. And then she put out what I think is one of the best games that have come out this past generation or, you know, being that character or whatever for Senua. And now she's in Senua uh, Saga. So she was amazing. But this that's how this uh, this chick is for, um, for Resident Evil. Kind of out of the blue. You know, we, we didn't have no, no Laura Bailey or anything like that. So it's pretty nice. So. All right. Our personal game of the year. All right. This is uh, kind of getting down to the wire here. What would be the best game, your favorite game, 2021 game what you got there zach um hey i bet you saw this coming hmm i, I have no idea <laughs> halo infinite oh my god i i i can't i can't explain to you like i actually was every time that i had a cutscene, there wasn't a single cutscene that i watched that i did not get goosebumps that's awesome and and it's because i like, you know, it, it, it's, it might be different for some other people, but if you're a person that has played every game, you have followed the storyline, um, then this, this game really hits home. And there's a lot of Easter eggs in the, like, in the open world map. Um, people have already found, uh, there is an homage to the original Xbox. Uh, if you go up in a certain cave, you can see, like, there's an actual original Xbox sitting on a, um, the UNSC crate That's with dope. with with a TV next to it and a controller sitting there. Um, Grunts worshiping a sandwich, which is actually from a uh, a small dialogue piece that they've done in, in game before. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It's a phenomenal game. Um, but if I had to actually be honest, and we had to pick a game that came out not a day before the game awards. 
Um, see that one. That that one would be a little bit harder. I played. Quite no, it doesn't. It don't have to be. This is your personal game of the year. So okay, whatever. Well, yeah, the- Halo Infinite. Uh, because if we weren't doing this trophy competition, then I that game would be one hundred percent by the end of the week. There you go. That's dope. That's dope. I'm 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 digging it so far, and uh, the grunt dialogue is hilarious. Oh, like, there there's some even better ones, and 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 I really like that you can, you can turn subtitles on now too. So when they speak, like yeah. even if it's far away and you and you can hear it just barely, that you can actually see what they're saying. Some of it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting um, there, I'm sitting there like they're talking they're talking junk and I'm talking I'm talking junk back and I'm like oh they can't actually <laughs> understand me I'm sitting here talking to a computer. There's one one of them threw a grenade and he was like licky my sticky. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh that is freaking amazing. <laughs> this other one was like I don't want to die does it hurt? It's <laughs> like oh my gosh. So whoever wrote the dialogue was having a blast for those grunts. So, all right, Joe, 2021 game of the year. Oh, it's the Dami Mommy special. I, I think Resident Evil 8 was the best game I played on PS4, and playing it on PS5 was even better. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Like, I second that. That's such my a game. Phenomenal of the year. game. Yep. Totally my game of the year. I had such a blast. It was such a wonderful, wonderful marriage of like horror and action, and in just like typical resident evil fashion the 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 more you beat the more you played the more op you got and you know your first time through is kind of tough man it's 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 got some horror stuff you're scrounging up ammo you're like oh man i don't really know where everything's at and by by your seventh playthrough like for me my seventh time through i'm just like freaking killing everything i've unlocked everything it's just it was such a blast like it was it was so good and it was so refreshing to have a good Resident Evil game. Uh, I mean, not that I get bad ones often, but you know, I enjoyed playing this one more than I enjoyed playing seven. Although I love seven. This was just fun. Like I, I, I got to a point where putting this game in and playing was just like, it was a blast. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, and then we're going to end the show with the Loot Bros Community Game of the Year. I read the top three. We put a poll out in the Facebook group. I put something out on the Instagram and in the Discord. And so the unanimous decision was that Resident Evil 8 was the Loot Bros. I just community. got a trophy. Bow, wow. Bricky, bricky, bricky. But yes, Loot Bros Community Game of the Year, Resident Evil 8, and then followed by Halo Infinite, and then coming in a very close third, Call of Duty Ghost. See, what Daryl is omitting to tell you is Resident Evil and Halo got the same amount of votes. Um, They did. But, but you're the tiebreaker, huh? Even yeah. though you voted for Resident <laughs> Evil 8? Well, also, I think I posted the poll before the game was completely out. I, I want so, a recount? I demand. Well, you know what? I demand a recount. It can't, it can't technically be the winner because all the modes are not released for it yet. So it's technically uh, not. That's, hey, hey, you know what? we're missing forge we're missing uh co-op campaign um so actually so if we're gonna if we're gonna bounce to that next week four playlists are coming out for halo um oh sweet they're coming out swat slayer 
uh, and two other ones I don't remember because I'm only going to play SWAT and Slayer pretty much. Well, that's where everyone's going to be moving. So I, people are going to stop playing oddball and all that crap. All right, man, to recount. So, yeah, well, we don't do that here. So. You know what? Fine. You know what? Hashtag I demand a recount on the Loot Bros <laughs> Facebook group. There you go. Yeah, you can hashtag all you want. So Resident Evil Village for the win, baby. Clean sweep. Took all the categories. Joe, Zach, thank you guys for coming on the show and doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed talking shop, talking games, talking Resident Evil, all that good stuff. So is there anything you guys want to plug or anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, yeah, if you guys don't already go ahead and, uh, go follow me on Twitch, uh, the bearded nerd. I know Daryl already plugged it once, but I stream every Wednesday and Saturday night. I skipped tonight because I'm here, but I stream every Wednesday and Saturday night at 9 PM central standard time. So if you have the time, I'd love to have you guys in chat and enjoying gaming and hanging out. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. What what you got going on, Joe? Not much, man. Um, you can catch me over at uh, Twitch at Mr. TMNT84, and that's on Twitch as well. Um, that's also me on Twitter and on PlayStation, so it's, it's pretty easy. Now, have you been I'm... streaming lately? Um, I haven't been. I mean, I was. I mean, you and I wanted to start up definitely talking about doing yep. Red Dead next year. Yep. And trying to figure out how we can figure out I'm actually going to sit down and try to figure out like chapters in that so we can break them down into like monthly chunks so okay. when we do these episodes or Patreon like we're stopping at certain places so we can have our talks about those sections of the game the Red Dead Diaries oh love it love that name oh I'll do it great again. name I'll do it again. well Daryl you know you, you better you better finish Red Dead before uh, Gotham Knights comes out that's all I have to say. yeah <laughs> yeah they have a release date for that yet um i believe so i think they gave a release date recently actually um you guys keep talking i'm gonna look it up real quick yeah well well i am resident daryl on twitch and i've been trying to stream at least once a week uh we've been kind of marathoning the five nights at freddy's games with the kiddos um we're not doing them in any particular order basically i sit down with my kids and i go which one do you want to do and then we we figure it out and then uh we get on the stream and we have a challenge and the challenge is this is that if you get jump scared you have to announce to the to the stream that you are a scared little weenie and Oh my gosh, we were playing the other night and my youngest, he was playing and he took <laughs> the tension was building up and the jump scare was getting ready to happen. And he takes his headset off. He goes, I'm a scared little wiener. <laughs> so it was, it was freaking hilarious. And then every time the tension builds so that he doesn't get scared, he takes his headset off and just yells that he's a scared wiener. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, that's not the only thing I'll be doing on Twitch, but right now, that is what I'm doing with the kids and we're having a blast. So I'm trying to make sure I keep them included and and we're having fun. And so we're going to go through the FNAF games. My daughter and I went through the evil within a little first person horror walking simulator. We did an entire playthrough, including platinum um, with that one. We had a good time. And uh, so we, yeah, we try to, we we try to keep it to the scary games, but that doesn't mean that's all we're ever going to do, but that just seems to be what we're into. So, and as long as my kids want to play scary stuff, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no. 
What kind of dad would I be if I said no scary stuff? If you guys want to do scary stuff, and I know your kids uh, love the VR, the PSVR, uh, I think yep. it's like $4. It's called Affected the Manor. Huh. It's just a walkthrough story horror that has a lot of jump scares. You have to like go through doors and stuff like that. But um, that one's a really good time. It's fun to just watch people walk through it. I've had like all of my friends try it. It'll probably take you 20, 30 minutes to walk all the way through it, depending there if you go. just keep going or uh, it'll take probably about an hour if they stop and take the headset off like five minute times. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we need, we always need reasons to put the uh, old PSVR to use. Um, another one too, uh, it, it actually has a purpose. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever played rush of blood? I own it and you'll never guess it's still in the wrapper. Oh, you should definitely, uh, we got that actually free on PlayStation plus like two years ago. So if you, you go. if you didn't, I- didn't download it, then that's another good PSVR one. it's a roll, you essentially sell on a roller coaster and then both your, uh, move controllers are guns. And you shoot different things throughout the level, so it's kind of like uh, I think, uh, what's it, the House of House of the Living Dead, uh, yep. but VR on a roller coaster. That's how it should be. I dig it. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got I got several PSVR horror games, and uh, I've got the Impatient. I got I got a bunch of stuff, but uh, I get super VR sick, so. I uh I don't get I don't do too much VR. A lot of times I do like I'll watch the kids on the screen while they play the VR, but I, I can't do too much of it. F- Fifteen minutes in there, I'm wrecked. So, but yeah. Any, you guys got anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Uh, other than thank you for having me on, and I hope I get to come back soon. Thank everyone for listening, and yeah, Daryl, I'm gonna let you uh lead us out on that. Thank yeah. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. Joe, I'm glad you got to make it, dude. This was one I w- definitely want to have you on for. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. We are out of here. We will see you. We've got some special stuff again. I want to kind of end it with this special stuff planned for the end of the year. We've got uh, a, a special guest coming on to talk about the comic book company. He just started and the voice acting in the games he's played in. Uh, we've got a very special guests coming in to kind of talk games to end the year and then we are going to be finalizing the next year's backlog beat down 3.0 and so we'll obviously the first podcast of the new year be breaking into that so it's we got a lot of cool stuff planned so thanks everyone for listening and we're out of here check it later guys <laughs>